Hi there, Mark Tinney from Race Fuels. We're proud to confirm that 2021 will be our biggest racing season on record. The 2021 season will see us supply over 1 million litres of fuel, over 50 race events in Australia, New Zealand, plus we're heading overseas to supply GT World Challenge Asia. Our New Zealand supply strategy is expanding as we continue to stock our range of racing fuels in Auckland. Whether you're competing or simply a track day participant, Race Fuels is always on track with fuel supply, particularly with our bowsers at Sydney Motorsport Park, Phillip Island and Sandown. Race Fuels is grateful for the continued support of the Australian motorsport categories, their competitors and the event promoters as we all work to continue to provide fans with great racing. Thanks all, and now enjoy the latest Parked Up podcast, powered by Race Fuels. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. And here we are, Tony D. It is race week, a special edition of the Parked Up podcast, powered by Race Fuels. We are going racing. This is episode 42 of Parked Up. During those 42 weeks, we have not seen one TCR race. And finally, it's coming around. Not only is it TCR, it's also... S5000, it's Trans Am, it's Touring Car Masters, it's all of the ARG categories coming to Simmons Plains Raceway in Tasmania. It'll be all on the screens of seven, and we can't wait to get into it. Tony D, do you have your race face on? I definitely have my race face on. I am so ready to go, Grant. Um, I feel good. I'm mentally prepared. I know it's going to be a big battle, but I'm ready to fight, mate. I'm ready to go. Here we go. Lots of good, lots of good entries in TCR. Of course, that that will probably dominate a lot of our chat. Uh, we're going to catch up with Richard Crail uh, from the Race Talk, and uh, he'll also be part of the commentary team, who uh, will present on the screens of Seven. Of course, you'll be able to catch all of the action on Seven Mate and Seven Plus over the weekend. Check your local guides, but other than the Sunday action, which is the uh, the, the first day of practice, we're racing on. Monday and Tuesday. So you're going to be able to catch every TCR session, every S5000 session. You won't miss a single moment on 7 Plus. Uh, and uh, 7 Mate is also going to carry the majority of it as well. So uh, heaps of motorsport coming on the screens of 7. Lots of good competitors for you to shape up against Tony D, the likes of Chas Mostert, Lee Holdsworth, Michael Caruso. These are these are household names in the Australian motorsport world. It must be uh, cool that, you know, not only do you get to race the uh, the car that you've kind of been sitting on the sideline for 40 odd weeks, getting ready to, to go, but you're going to do it against a very crack field. Absolutely. And uh, you've only mentioned a couple of them there. Obviously we've got a lot of young guns. Uh, my teammate, Johnny Martin's no slouch whatsoever either. Um, so to analyze the field, it is absolutely stacked full of amazing drivers. So outside of supercars, um, you've got Carrera Cup that we've, we spoke about in the previous episode of, of having, you know, a really quality field, but I think TCR has more depth to it all the way through the field. You know, there's, there's not one, one or two guys you're going to have to worry about. You're going to have to really be, be on your A game to try and win the race. And, um, if you are great, if you're not, then you're going to get shown up. So that's that's what you know everyone's going to enjoy watching 
We've got a couple of Barguanas in there as well. We know how uh, how quick Jason can be, but uh, Benny is uh, definitely super fast too. So we saw that at the test day. He was right up there. So the Peugeots have been quick. The Renaults have been quick. Mate, it's going to be on. It's going to be all on. And uh, as I said, to help us preview all of this, it's going to be Richard Crail. He's going to join us for a special edition of our news. And let's get right into it right now. And this is a special edition of the news brought to us as always by motorsportwebsites.com.au. If you've seen the parked up website, you'll know what the motorsport website guys can do. And they'll look after all of the bits that you need to make yourself look good on the internets. Now for this edition of the news, we've brought in a very, very good close personal friend of ours. His name is Richard Crail. He's going to be part of the seven sport broadcast. that's going to bring all of the ARG action to you over this Australia day long weekend. Richard, thanks for joining us. Pleasure boys. How are we? Bloody good, mate. Bloody good. You isn't look it, great. You look great. Well, thank you. Isn't it nice to be saying it's race week again? I feel like we haven't said that for 12 months, longer for some. It's just nice to know that there's actually a race meeting coming up and touch wood at this point, everything's going to plan that we can actually get it away, which is just an incredible feeling. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought after such a disappointing 2020, we are actually going to do it? And uh, maybe, Richard, do you have a suggestion for a new podcast name for us? Because we can't be parked up if we're actually going racing. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. To be honest, I, I quite like the phrase parked up, but um, maybe just change the context, Grant. So you, you're parked up between races or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, we'll keep it. We'll keep. I spent, branding. I spent way too much money on um, URLs for websites <laughs> and, and logo creations that um, there we no changes. Yeah. There we no changes. All right. So what we've got, we've got you coming to to help us preview this Simmons Plains event. Firstly, let me just grab a little comment from you. It's a really early start to the year. I know you're actually used to doing a lot of work for the Bathurst Twelve Hour, which mm. happens around about the same time. But we've never seen so many uh, domestic national championships trying to get ready in time for the start of the year. It's been a little bit of a push. Mm. What's your take on the early start? Uh, I like it. I've always been a fan within reason of going racing over summer. And there's some climate issues, of course, to take into account. And you probably wouldn't go racing over here in Adelaide in mid to late January. And, and when we're racing in Simmons Plains this weekend, where it's still going to be quite warm, it's going to be 44 degrees, I think, over here in Adelaide. So you wouldn't want to subject people to that. But at the same time, I think there's great opportunity to run over summer and, and down the road. There's a lot of chatter I know around S5000 becoming that that summer series starting in September, October and running through to March. I think there's a lot of merit in that. We haven't done enough of that in Australia. And for a guy who loves the history of the sport, especially with the open wheel as that sort of brings back memories of Tasman series and things like that. So no, I like it. I think it's great. And, and the 12 hours always been incredibly successful as the unofficial season opener of the motorsport calendar. And Tony, I know you've raced in it plenty of times and Grant, you've been there from the media and PR side of it. So I like it. I think it's a nice way just to roll the arm over and start the year nice and not sedately, but with a with a cool event with some cool categories, good TV, just get the ball rolling and, and launch into the launch into the year between cricket and footy season. 
There's a lot of excitement uh, around this event, um, a long time coming. And I think it's been a great initiative by GRM in particular um, to get the Tassie event up and running. Um, we're going to chat today mm. about uh, the talent that we're going to see at Simmons Plains. Now, Richie, we want to get your thoughts on who you think we need to look out for, who's going to be a bit of a smoky as well. Give us your thoughts. Let's start with TCR. Yeah, well, Super Cheap Auto TCR, great new sponsor. Looking forward to that. And I'll get in before I do this. And I'm not, it's not that I'm trying to prolong, prolong talking about you, Tony. Yes. Um, I, I'm so stoked we're starting at Simmons Plains as well, because it is one of my favorite racetracks to visit. I, I think it's underrated from a venue because it's only got three real corners when you look at it. But traditionally, it always produces utterly brilliant racing because you get that slow corner long straight slow corner long straight so you get some terrific racing so i think we're in for a great show tcr what a great field and the the depth in that is as good as we've ever seen in the year of tcr in australia um obviously you're going to be somewhere near the front mate of course let's hope let's I'm, hope i'm looking forward to seeing the hondas love the livery by the way i think that's yeah. super um, but I, I'm really excited to see how some of the newcomers to the category go. Caruss will be quick. Lee Holdsworth, a guy with an enormous amount of experience, but not really any in a front-wheel drive car. So how he gets up to speed in that will be great. Jason Barguan is always a character. And then, of course, Chaz Mostert. You can't go past him. But what I love about TCR is you've got that group of experienced guys, including yourself. But then there's guys, young guys coming in. You're Luke King's. Your Brad Shields, who's been terrific in a, a GT car. Josh Bucken, who'll be in one of the Hyundais, who's always been fast in the junior classes. Michael Clementi, who not many people know, but I've had the good fortune to watch him race in Hyundai XLs, which is the world's most competitive racing category at times. And he's been super. So from a TCR point of view, I'm looking forward to that and seeing how those young guys go. And, you know, they're going to be racing with, a target on the back of guys like you, Tony, to try and knock you off because that's their claim to fame. That's how they're going <laughs> to make their name in the sport. And for mine, that's what I'm going to be watching. Right. So you've mentioned basically every single person and yeah, how didn't, am I going didn't, on the fence? didn't talk about one person who you think might win. I, I want to know who's, who's the champion at the end of the year for you. Oh, well, you and, and, that, Grant. and who's the smoky let's, let's rule out Tony, but he's in the conversation. And of course he is. you know, if you, if you t say him, then it's going to feel like you're just sucking up to the guy who's on the on the same phone call on the same podcast if if you don't mention him then he's going to hate you forever so yeah. you know well i don't know which is better or worse Let, let's just assume that tony's in the mix i'll, I'll name three guys tony d'alberto chaz is in for the full season is he not he's, he's nah, not in. yet not yet so let, let's assume he's going to do the full year he'll definitely be in contention if he is um and, you know, I'll throw a smoke in here because I like doing this. Yep. Do you know who was super last year? It was Aaron Cameron. Yep. Very Under the good. radar. Very Really, good. really consistent performer. Got points every round. I get the vibe that this is going to be a championship where you can finish third or fourth in every race. You might win the title yeah. because there'll be guys winning one race and then down the back the next. So um, I'll throw him in the mix. Now, I've, I've pinned it down to three or four, Grant. Is that acceptable? That's very acceptable. I like that. I like it a lot. Thank you. Uh, and three good, uh, three good choices as well. And look, uh, as you say, it's such a uh, such a, a real deep, rich talent pool there, and uh, so many different uh, stories to look at as the season progresses. The two guys who I'm really interested to see, Brad Shields and Josh 
bucking from the HMO team. Like lots of pressure on uh, poor old Josh replacing the inaugural champion, Will Brown. But, and we haven't seen much of him in uh, national level competition. Both those two guys seem like they, you know, they come in with low pressure, uh, mm. but, but they're both in Hyundai's and we know how good that, that car is. Yeah, that, that they could be the real, real big smokies. Yeah, the other one I didn't mention, and I don't think we saw the best of him in 2019, was Jordan Cox. He didn't have that full season program and that security of that. So I think aboard one of their GRM alphas, um, he's such a fast guy, and we've seen him work miracles in everything he's raced in the past. So with the confidence of being locked in for a year in a decent car, and I think the alpha surprised everyone with Dylan O'Keefe a couple of years ago, um, he could be another one to watch. That's the joy of it, though, boys, that TCRs wide wide open which is great so so here we go we, we're winding him up now we're getting him started he's getting fired <laughs> up it's good it's good now but you're right though and uh, i do agree uh guys like josh josh bucken uh he's actually a friend of mine has spent a lot of time doing driver training with him so i know his career i know his credentials he comes into this weekend a little bit underdone not spending a lot of time in the car just yet but he will be a factor during the year especially in the hyundai brad shields he almost wore that car out last year doing test days at Sydney Motorsport Park. So um, he's probably done more kilometers in that hit that car than I've done over two years. So he will be fast. There is no doubt about that. Um, and yep, under the radar, but super talented guys there. That's that's just jealousy coming out of uh, Tony's face <laughs> yeah, <it is>. there, <laughs> talking Absolutely. about how someone yeah. else getting more testing than uh, what what he's been able to get. All right, let's just, just lining up the excuses now. <laughs> let's move on to S five thousand, Richard. This is something that the viewers from Australia, New Zealand, and around the world are going to hear your voice calling this. There's only one driver in the eleven car field over the age of thirty. It's a young man's sport, and you've probably need to be young because they're pretty fast and they're pretty wild. What, what's your take? Who's the, uh, who's the ones we should be watching out for? Oh, this is hugely exciting. And you both know that I'm an open wheel nuffy. So this is right up my alley. And I grew up watching the Grand Prix and long time in Formula 3 and spent seven or eight years promoting the Gold Star before it disappeared in 2014. So I'm, I'm really excited that we can tap into that history of the sport started back in 1957. And you mentioned the old bloke in the field. Well, he's a two-time gold star yeah. champion, Tim Macro, um, one of the very best open wheel pilots. In fact, and I've been waiting to draw this analogy out for a long time, but I haven't had the chance yet. So I'm going to road test it on you guys before I roll it out to the public <laughs> on the weekend. Tim Macro. So joining our broadcast team is Brad Hodge, cricketer, one of the best Australian cricketers ever produced that never quite got the opportunity to play on the national stage. Only one test match, didn't have that opportunity to break through and be regular in the test side. Tim Macro is the Brad Hodge of Australian motorsport. Genius domestic competitor, three championships, but never quite got the opportunity he deserved, I think anyway, at a, at a high level to make a proper full-time career of it. Just my thought, but hugely talented bloke. Look, it, it's a great field. Interesting stat for you boys. Tim Macro, and in fact, the Macro family are in pretty elite company in terms of gold star competition because there's only one other family that has won, that has a father and son that have both won races in the Australian Drivers' Championship. And can you pick who that surname might be? Richards. Nope. Ah, um, uh, it's has Kelly. Father. No. 
Grab them. Grab them. Oh, wow. So Jack and David. David won the 87 gold star. So pretty elite company, isn't it? Um, Great field, though. And how's the Tommy Randall story, lads? Mm. Awesome. Um, After everything that he's been through, bouts with chemotherapy, a a pretty major surgery late last year, to jump back into one of these cars, um, Mm. especially they're very physical to drive. It's going to be quite hot conditions. So I'll be glad that it's an open wheeler and gets a bit of airflow. Just the fact that he's on the grids is going to be remarkable. But the fact that I think everyone I've spoken to is convinced that he's going to be a contender one way or another speaks volumes yeah. for how good he is. So, but again, and, and Grant, you'll give me grief about this, but I could run through a good chunk of this field mm. who'll be at the pointy end because it is quite deep and quite competitive. So we've got Jimmy Golding. He's going to yep. be at the front. We've yep. got Timmy Macro. Yeah, uh, but Thomas Randall, Joey Mawson, Joey Mawson. Yeah, he's a he's a late addition mm. there. Now my Smokey Grant is Ricky Capo. Ricky absolutely smoked them at the Test Day at Phillip Island, and uh, we know that his old man is a is a bit of a tinkler on those cars mm. and gearboxes and all that stuff. So I, I joked to him and said, "Did you put the seventh gear in that thing for for Tassie? <laughs> you'll be you'll be down the road by a mile." So yeah, he he was really quick. And uh, I know he's super focused on trying to take it to some of these bigger names. So he's my smoky boys. Yeah, I like that. The other thing to watch with this lads will be a number and that number's 50.16. And that's the outright lap record at Simmons Plains. And it was set by the great Alfie Costanzo, four-time gold star winner Ah. on the 23rd of March, 1980. So it's a 41 year old lap record. It's the oldest lap record currently of any active circuit in Australia. Um, now, Formula 3 cars, which have got 350 horsepower less than an S5000, got within two-tenths of that the last time they visited in 2015 from memory. Tim Macro gave it a nudge of 50.3, I think it was, from memory. So with an extra 350 horsepower, I, I expect that lap record to not just be beaten, but actually properly get smoked, which will be a, a cool moment for the category. Are you, are you saying that uh, Tony Delberto in his Honda is going to break this <laughs> lap, lap record? Is that... Is that where you're going? Oh, with if, it? Mate, if Tony's Honda does a 50.1 at Simmons Plains and goes quicker than a Lola Chevrolet F5000 car that Alfie was driving in 1980, uh, I think he'll have the world's biggest BOP adjustment when we get to Phillip Island. <laughs> <laughs> you, you will have a three millimeter air restrictor on that car for your next round. <laughs> All right, let's move on to one of your favourite categories, Richard. Actually, one of Australia's most favourite motorsport categories, the Touring Car Masters. Not a, not a massive field to start off, and I hate that I bring up a negative first, but the, the positives are we've got a new Commodore, we've got Falcons in there, we've, uh, you know, we continue to have John Bow in his Tirana. He's aiming for his 100th Touring Car Masters uh, race victory mm. um, and uh, also this is the start of his 50 year celebration of being involved in Australian motorsport so heaps of cool stories in Touring Car Masters in 2021 yeah we, and it all started at Simmons Plains at Proud Tasmanian of course yeah, the, the 99 win things is pretty significant for JB and um, his track record in TCM is long and illustrious and the categories had 312 races and he's won 99 of them. So it's pretty remarkable strike strike rate, but the only three drivers have ever won a hundred races in the same category at a national level in the history of the sport. So Lowndes and wing cup, obviously in supercars slash Australian touring car championship, Tony Riccadello in sports and has won about 140 
races in national sports events, but that's it. There's no one else that I can find in the hundred years they've been going car racing in Australia. That's won a hundred races at a national level. So it's a pretty big milestone and would just be another exclamation point on JB's career. You mentioned the field ground and, and I understand that 14 cars isn't a massive grid and TCM certainly averages 23 to 28, but um, I think it's just first round syndrome. And a lot of the guys in TCM do it in a pretty tight budget as well. So um, as great as the support has been to get to Tasmania, there's probably a few hurdles for some of them, but I'm confident that by the time we get to round two, there'll be 23 or 24 on the grid from, from everything I'm being told. But it's a quality field. Eight of them in it have won races in TCM in the past. And there's a couple in there without a race win that I think are probably due one, which is great. A couple of locals on the grid as well, Greg Garwood and Adam Garwood. So father and son combo will be going head to head, which will be pretty exciting. Greg's got a V8 powered Ford Capri, which has done a million laps at Simmons Plains. So he could actually be quite competitive in that car. And you mentioned the the new breed of TCM cars. Um, for those that don't know, couple of years ago they extended the cutoff for the category to 1980 which brought in xd falcon and vb vc commodore so we've got steven johnson and marcus sakanovic two hugely experienced guys in falcons and stevie J in true blue mark ii he'll be excited to get it on track and jared mcleod with the vb commodore and, and jared I've been talking to him lately and he's done a lot of testing and feels like that car is properly hooked up and good to go so it could be commodore v falcon at the front of the tcm field which would be great fun yeah, very cool. We're looking forward to it. Of course, all on the screens of seven and of course, all with the sounds of Richard Crail uh, attached to it. So uh, look, looking that forward to that. You will. Um, and finally, we've got the brand new National Trans Am class. We won't hear your voice for this, but you'll certainly be able to hear these cars. I don't know if you guys have heard these these things rattling around the tracks, but they're definitely loud. They've got a lot of presence. They've got real attitude on the circuit and a heap of really good fast drivers in there. Uh, and not just fast guys, but young guys as well. Aaron Seaton, Nathan Hearn. But the one who will probably attract the most attention is going to be Owen Kelly. Yeah. Uh, of course, he's done a lot of supercars racing, a lot of endurance racing, but it's, maybe it's the guy who's... Um, twiddling the spanners in the background in Marcus Ambrose, who will bring the uh, most attention to that class. A couple of Tassie heroes getting together there, isn't it? Uh, Tony, I'd like your thoughts on this actually, because the thing I love about these Trans Am cars is that they have not one ounce of aero on them and they've got a quite firm uh, Hoosier tyre um, and quite a lot of horsepower. I would have thought at Simmons Plains where there's no real fast corners um, as I said before, a couple of drag strips and some slow corners. These things could produce really, really good racing at Simmons. Yeah, I agree. And uh, like Grant touched on, they do sound fantastic, but they scare me, those things. You know, the amount of power and they do move around a lot. And yeah. like you said, they don't have a lot of aero to glue them to the ground. And, um, you know, Tassie doesn't have big high aero corners like a Phillip Island but it's a massively big braking zones that they've got to try and pull those things up. So I think that'd be interesting to see them barreling down to the hairpin for the first time. It's tight enough as it is. And then when you add these big Trans Am vehicles, uh, you know, maybe side by side, two or three abreast trying to get through there, it's going to be chaos. So I'm looking forward to watching that one. For me, Cedo is the man to beat. Um, he has been in the past and he's, he's super fast. He's got the old man on the spanners and they know how to tune those things up. 
And the Smokey for me, <laughs> I got I got two. Oh my lord! I definitely know who one of them is. <laughs> who? Go on, tell me. Uh, it's got to be your wall racing uh, stable wow. mate, Timmy Brook. I've, I've got to mention wall racing. There, it's their first event in uh, Trans Am with Timmy Brook, and he's a good friend of mine. So he's my Smokey. Oren Park's but, own. Yes, yes, and and Owen Kelly. Because those cars, to me, just suit Owen Kelly down to the ground. He is a, he's a hard racer. He doesn't mind a car moving around. And uh, he doesn't mind getting his elbows out either. So I reckon he'll be one to watch. That is for sure. And Brooksy, uh, we know that he's a talented steerer. So uh, we'll see how he goes. Now, Richard Crail, if anyone knows you uh, really well or, or follows you on social media, you know you've got a, a, a deep love with uh, your great state of South Australia. Yes. Um, so when Tony started talking about uh, Owen Kelly there and elbows out, there was an incident at an old little raceway <laughs> of yours, Malala, between uh, Tony D and Owen Kelly at um, <laughs> at that little track in, in Malala there. Tony, before we let Richard go, just remind us about that. Uh, you were you must have only been really young in the development series, 03, 04, I think it was 04. Mm. you fed him into the wall. I did feed him into the wall. I was, a young... <laughs> I, I was a young bloke and he was the experienced guy and uh, he was with DJR at the time. So uh, Sorry, lucky Dr. I had a, a drive with DJR. <laughs> um, Sorry, Dr. Now, Dr. Ryan for bringing this up. I don't think he was around at the time, but uh, anyway, so I got a little bit of a run on him coming onto the, the start finish straight. He got a bad exit onto that little straight. And I was driving the whole Young Lions car with uh, Johnny Faulkner. It was my literally like my second event. And the car was actually going really well. And I've got to run on him. And he kept squeezing me to the inside, squeezing me. You know, as an experienced driver, he was probably like, mate, who is this bloke? Get out of the way. Get out of the throttle. I'm going to intimidate you. And I just kept going. Full noise. And he kept coming across. And I got to the edge of the road where I couldn't go anymore and just spun him around spun into the inside of the circuit and then he's come like barreling across the track uh, out of control and I've cleaned him up again (laughs) (laughs) and it absolutely flattened the back of his car and he was in contention for the championship Mm. and it bloody ruined his day so I tell you what he was not happy with me and at the time he was actually dating Bryony Bryony Ingerson they were together and I just, I, I remember her face when he came to talk to me about it after. You, you can imagine how calm he was. And, <laughs> and I, ba- yeah, I, I basically told him to go away. And the look on her face was just in shock at what I just said to him. <laughs> I, but it, it did remember. a heap of damage. Yeah. And Ryan McLeod, I think, actually, I could be wrong. Was it the Smith's Trucks car? Maybe it was the Smith's Trucks car, actually. I think I got that wrong. And... Ryan McLeod was running the car and he came up to me after and said, oh, I deserve that. He, he fed you into the grass. So I can see why he did that. <laughs> That's a very Ryan McLeod thing to say as well. Actually. I remember that. I, I was a, a junior burger reporter for motorsport news at the time. Actually, were you, I reckon I was filing content to you, Grant. Back, yeah, back then. Yep, yep, um, definitely. So I wouldn't have been on, Fujitsu series duties, but I was on supports, whatever they were. I think Formula Holden was running that weekend, probably, and a couple of others. But I remember that I was standing on the hill just before turn one on driver's left. 
um, <laughs> just next to that grandstand and watched it unfold. And my first thought was when you were side by side on pitch straight or on the start finish straight was you don't generally go side by side into turn one at Malala because <laughs> it's one of the quicker corners on the track and it's quite narrow, but fortunate that there's so much runoff there where the old hangers were and the old airbase. I remember that fondly. That was a yep. cool weekend. Those, um, those development series rounds at Malala and stop me Grant. Cause I'll go on for hours about this. <laughs> they were terrific little race meetings. Um, after they'd lost the supercar round to the Adelaide 500, they used to get eight or 9,000 people rock up really good atmosphere. It was always, if not the last close to the last round of the championship as well. So there was that sort of end of year vibe and titles were on the line and the supports were always pretty good. I, I reckon Formula Ford might've been there as well. And that was sort of peak Australian Formula Ford at the time. Yeah. I, I remember that incident happening. Great place. <laughs> well, yeah, there we, we go. Need, TCR needs to be there. Grant. I love the bend. Don't get me sure. wrong, but it's a super TCR racetrack. Yeah, well, last uh, 2019, just before Russell Ingle made his debut yep. at the Bend, we took him out to Malala to do a half-day little shakedown with MPC and the Audi, and it suited it absolutely perfectly. And all it took was one social media post with a lap of the track uh, with a simple GoPro over his shoulder checking it out and yeah, you can go back through that content now. And uh, uh, basically every second comment is we need to take these cars to that racetrack to get them around. Maybe not S5000. I don't know if no. they'd suit it perfectly, but certainly TCR that'd create a good little race. Trans Am would be good there too. They'd, they'd get the elbows out. I think big, lots of big stops. They'd probably run out of brakes by the end of it. Um, the other thing, the thing that Malala's got that needs to be investigated, Malala's got lights. So I, you could run an amazing Saturday night show there with TCR as the headline and you'd get a crowd to that, I reckon. Okay, there you go. There. There's there the you pitch. Go. Speak to Sam Shahin, uh, Richard. <laughs> we'll get, get, on get, it. get it happening. Well, Richard, thank you very much for joining us on this special edition of the Parked Up Podcast News. We look forward to seeing you down at Simmons Plains, please bring your nice Adelaide weather with you. We, we hope for a, a good weekend and, and we can't wait to hear what you've got to tell all of Australia on the Seven Sport broadcast. Can't wait. Thanks, boys. The weather's packed. I think I've used all my good material up on you boys for the podcast. <laughs> and um, we still need to roll out the On The Grid uh, parked up crossover podcasting event at some point this year absolutely as well. Shebex, Shebex and i are very keen so we need to make that happen let's do it lock it in Done. thanks richard Done. as always nice to catch up with richard great to get his thoughts on the opening round of the tcr australia s5000 and all these other great categories that are going to be on the screens of seven and as we said at the top of the show we've still got one more big guest Tony D, it's Chaz Mostert. Chaz Mostert has competed at the highest level of Australian motorsport for the past decade. He's won the Bathurst 1000. He's raced a lot of different cars. He's raced, done, done a fair bit of GT racing, both here in Australia and overseas. But uh, this weekend coming up at Simmons Plains Raceway, he is going to make his TCR Australia debut, driving an Audi RS3. Tony, what's the uh, hard-hitting questions you're going to give? Well, I'd, I'd like to say that I'm super excited about him joining TCR, but look, to be honest, he's just going to make my life even harder and it's going to be hard enough. I can assure you with the, the amount of drivers and talented steerers we've got in TCR this year. Uh, but no, no, great to have him. He's a character and you know, he, he's going to be 
you know, really quick. We know how quick the Audi was uh, last year in the hands of Garth Tander. So we'll just have to see. But probably the question I really want to know, and I'm going to hit him with it, is about his social media. Now, today, Grant, he mm-hmm. actually followed me on Instagram. Nice. Wow. Today, what a today of you. all days. Today a, of all days. What a moment. I've known him for probably eight years now, and uh, he decided today was the day. So I'm going to hit him up about that and ask what the go was. Okay. Well, let's go. Chaz Mostert on the Parked Up podcast, and we're powered by Race Fuels. It's great to welcome Chaz Mostert onto the Parked Up podcast for the very first time. Chaz, you've got a big year coming up. How are you going? Yeah, recently it's uh, become quite a big year for us, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's all going well. I mean, January has come around pretty quick from December. and Yeah, just super pumped to get out there and get some racing under the belt for nice and early this year. Yep, very, very early. You're heading down to Simmons Plains. This, I was going to say this weekend, it's not this weekend. We're racing, uh, well, we start on Sunday and then finish Monday and Tuesday. A little odd to kick off your season with racing on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, it certainly is. But let's be honest, race car drivers don't normally know what day of the week it is anyway. So um, <laughs> as long as there's three days in a row that we're racing, it's uh, it would just feel like a normal weekend or weekdays or whenever you guys want to schedule a race, it doesn't really bother us. But probably a little bit upsetting. I will miss Australia Day because it uh, means I'll miss out on a few Woodstock bourbons, but it is what it is. <laughs> Always got to plug those sponsors. Now, we can't quite see the sponsor on your chest there. So you're not doing a very good job. There it is, folks. Bostick. So you've got you've got a sponsor on board for this TCR championship. Um, are we going to see you here all year, or is it just a one-off thing at the moment? Yeah, it's just a one-off thing at the moment. Obviously, I'd love to try and do the the championship, but we'll just have to see how we um, get through this first round and, and come out the other side. So um, yeah, we'd love to try and um, get say Bostic on for the, the championship, but we're just got to try and um, plan plan it out. It's as simple as that. Now, that relationship came uh, from Tony Bates, and you're going to join Batesy in uh, the Audi, the endurance race. Are you going to do, actually, you're going to do all the GT races, um, even the sprint-style races with him? Uh, we're going to do as many as we can. I mean, I, I don't want to conflict with anything that's racing um, with supercars. That's my priority and always will be. So, um, yeah, it just depends what, we, what doesn't clash. But um, I think you can do majority of them by looking it out. But, you know, these dates sometimes keep changing from time to time as well. So we'll just play it by ear. But, yeah, that was originally where it all kind of started was uh, wanting to do some GD3 stuff here um, since the last 12 months or so has been pretty tricky with the, the global pandemic. But it's, um, you know, I just love racing different cars and trying to keep testing myself and racing against these super fast drivers like Tony Dalberto and, and guys like that, you know, the, so I just uh, had to chase him to a different series. Now you had a, a little taste of the TCR car down at Phillip Island. Tell us your initial thoughts and did you get your head around the front wheel drive car? Uh, yeah, it was a little bit tricky. I mean, um, uh, we ran some old tyres at the start of the day and I didn't realise how um, slippery the cars are on the first two laps with such a cold tyre. So that was uh, a big eye-opening experience going around Phillip Island and trying to get into it straight away. But um you know, I started to get my head around it a little bit towards the end of the day, but you've got to drive it completely different than anything else you've driven. So um, I'm really liking that challenge. I think there's still a fair bit of more time to find in myself, but I'm um, up for the challenge and, and looking forward to, to going to Tassie to, to try and do that. I think it's going to be an awesome racetrack for those cars there. Uh, a couple of big long straights, a lot of slipstreaming and some pretty tight corners as well. So I'm uh, excited for the racing for, for the weekend 
plus the weekdays that are ahead. And what's your expectation for a result down there at Simmons, knowing that you've still got to get your head a little bit around it? But uh, I guess the, the good thing is not not many, hardly any of these uh, cars have been down to Simmons as well. So that's a little bit of a, a leveler. Where do you, where would you like to see yourself fall out at the end of it? Um, I mean, it'd be lying to say you wouldn't want to go out there and try and win a race. But, um, you know, all I'm really focused on is making sure the time sheets that I'm in front of Tony Dalberto and guys <laughs> like Lee Holdsworth. There's always those inner championship uh, battle rivalries from, you know, the, the old days of supercar drivers and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to uh, try and get in there. And as long as I'm in front of them, guys, I'll be a happy man. Mate, I'm a different era. I'm a different era. You should be in front of me. <laughs> Well, we had the same same engineer, so it's uh, yeah. There's that inner rivalry there too. So um, I always I, just trying to live in, fill your shoes. You know, he's always telling me that I'm just not not quite up to Tony Dalberto standards. So I'm still trying to work it out. I did want to talk about Adam because uh, Adam Debore, you guys have worked together for many years now, and previously uh, I spent a couple of years with him at my own team in supercars, uh, and then a little bit. Again, at DJR, he engineered myself and, and Scott Pye that year. I think it was 2016. Adam's a, a unique character. He's very passionate. He's you know, a very well-renowned engineer. What, why does that relationship work so well? I mean, you basically follow each other from whatever category you're doing. Adam's by your side helping you out. Yeah, passion is a, a word you just use quite lightly for Adam to sum him up. But it's, uh, I don't know, we just get along quite well. Sometimes... Um, I guess he's a very organized type of guy and me, maybe not so much. So there's probably that little bit of that uh, opposite attracts in that uh, work relationship that we have. Um, I guess, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I don't know how it really kind of sum it up, how it works, but it just seems to work. But it's, um, yeah, I don't know. He gives me structure to our race weekends and, and then I give him probably the fun side that he, uh, he probably didn't quite have with you, Tony, because you're so stressful all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a serious character. Um, now, in, in 2016, when uh, Adam engineered Scotty Pye and myself at DJR, we heard a lot about drive the car like Chaz, drive like Chaz. Now, when he engineers you, does he say drive it like Tony Delberto or... TD. No, he, he constantly tells me now in the last year or so, drive it like 2014 Chaz. So it's ah. uh, apparently I forgot how to drive the way I used to drive. So don't worry, mate. If you heard it in 16, no, I've been hearing it 17, 18, 19, and, 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 and 20. So it's, uh, yeah, hear about it all the time. So tell us a little bit. You've, you've got you've got one year under your belt at WAU with the with the Walkinshaw team and, and a you know, some really strong elements, uh, obviously a great result at the Bathurst 1000 on the podium. The expectations must rise a little bit for your second year in that organisation. Um, how's, the, how's the relationship started and, and, uh, and what's the goals for 2021? Yeah, I mean, first of all, the relationship started amazingly, you know, such a group, awesome group of people down there um, in a bit more of a smaller team. Uh, that they that they are now. I mean, those guys used to run up to four cars at a time, at a time, and now they're they're obviously just racing two. Um, but the whole core staff there, and and everyone that over the last twelve months I've got quite close with, being on the road with, um, they're very very passionate and they're very res result driven. So um, I think the year for us was uh, in twenty was uh, uh, we could applause ourselves. I think we did a good job from where they have run the last couple of years. 
Um, but then obviously the expectations now, obviously having an off season, a bit of a direction of where we want to go with the cars um, and obviously two drivers that are staying on from last year to this year. I think we can, we obviously want to come out swinging a bit harder this year and try and chase, chase some wins. So um, I know the guys and, and, and the girls are working extremely hard at the workshop. There's, um, they're working on some new parts to, to make the cars a little bit quicker. Um, and I think there's a good possibility that we can we move forward if we uh, if we make sure we obviously obviously the parts go a bit quicker. So um, yeah, same with us drivers as well. We obviously want to perform a little bit more. That's why for me this year is important to try and do some extra racing, get my keep sharp that way. Um, since the series has dropped a few rounds that they would normally do. So yeah, I think uh, we're all trying to to strive a bit higher this year. Um, I think like I said, the the first year of the team was was pretty good. Now there's been some uh, really good signings within the team and, and clear intentions that you guys are trying to move up the grid. Um, you got Shippy there now um, as as an engineer, and he obviously brings a hell of a lot of experience from where he's come from at Triple Eight. How do you think that's going to benefit you guys? And uh, you know, what do you expect to get from that that experience? I think it's um, it's really no difference for what I'm doing with the driving. You know, driving some different cars and stuff like that. It widens your experience level, and so. Acquiring a guy like Shippy from a different team and a different culture really brings a wider experience for the team to, to lean on when the results are struggling a little bit or we've lost our way a bit. We, you know, we're really strengthening that area. So um, obviously Shippy won't be at the team for some time until he's allowed to come to the team. So um, I don't think he'll have much influence on us to start the year, but as the year progresses, I think he'll have a lot of involvement there. And I've uh, worked with Shippy from with, um, early days at, FPR, um, which is now Tickford Racing. Um, he's a really good guy, really passionate, a bit like Adam um, and, and very well structured as well. So I'm pretty keen to, to work again with Shippy. It has been a, a lot of years and I'm sh- sure he's learned a lot from different places working as well. So um, yeah, can't wait to get him involved in the team and um, yeah, pick his brain on a lot of things. One day I really want a job where I get some gardening leave, where someone tells me <laughs> you cannot work. You can't work. You're not allowed to. That's my dream. Um, so, Chaz, lots of news in the um, industry papers of late about push to pass and uh, paddle shifts. What's your take on those two concepts for uh, short or long-term future for supercars? I think at the end of the day, drivers will drive whatever they're given to, to race. So, um, I, personally, I don't really have an opinion on any of that stuff. I mean, there's obviously a lot of stuff, a lot of water to go under the bridge for them to make the, the category to make them decisions and they'll they'll make the decisions they want to, but we'll race whatever it is. If there's push to pass or paddle shift or any of that stuff, um, it, it is what it is. I'm not really drawn either way. I'm kind of sitting on the fence in the middle. I saw that uh, Nick Perkat made quite a, a big assumption there that he, he thought it wouldn't be exciting if supercars had paddle shifts and he wouldn't want to drive them. And I thought, well, I think you will, mate. I think you will definitely drive them if they've got paddle shift. And uh, he, you know, you, you've done a lot of GT racing and it's not like it takes away from the spectacle of going car racing just because they've got paddle shifts. I think if you've got four tyres, four brakes and a roll cage around you, you're going to be going out there as fast as you can to beat the other four tyres, brakes and roll cage around them. So, uh, you know, you only need two horses for a race. Uh, you'll, get, you'll get out there and get amongst it and, um, it is what it is. Times change. We, we move forward. We innovate in, in racing. 
Um, will it take anything away from our heritage? Who knows? But it's uh, for me, it's like I said, I I just I don't only read every second or third article on things. I just I don't know, I'm not kind of a bit of a uh, person off the zone, I suppose. See, I've got one more question just before you go, Chazzy. Oh, okay. Um, you say you're not on social media much, but um, or someone else might be doing your social media for you. Uh, but today, Chaz Mostert started following me on Instagram, Grant. Wow. Bloody, bloody big day. Do you do your own social or not? Well, I can say that it was me personally that did follow you. So if you want to pump, pump your tires up a little bit more. But the reason I did it, I thought, well, haven't raced personally against Tony in like, you know, head to head for a long time. And I was thinking, I really want to see what our friendship was like. So the reason I followed you was just to see if you'd write something nice about me across the TCR weekend coming up ahead. So um, yeah, just, just, just putting my lines out to see who's my friends and who's not in a series that I haven't raced before. Well, interestingly, uh, Chelsea actually um, replied to my Insta story and said, oh, he did the same thing. He followed me today too. She got to be excited, I think. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple other sneaky ones I follow too. So um, <laughs> at least at least you guys noticed. I am a bit I am a bit disappointed that it's taken this long. I, I mean, oh, I, I I remember I, I... <laughs> I remember when we shared a, like a bedroom at uh, a training camp that would have been back in 2012 or something like that when we were trying to when you were really young and you actually looked up to me. I still like, well, yeah, I think I was still growing. I mean, at that you point. look. Yeah, you must have been still growing because now you definitely look down and <laughs> I like to look up to you. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever looked up to you, Tony. Uh, no, Tony, no. Tony was the nicest guy in pit lane. He'd always have time for all the young guys coming through. So, no, nah, he's a legend. <laughs> if you're coming on fresher tyres, mate, I'll just chuck the indicator on the weekend, all right? Okay, good. Good, good, good. If you're not going to do the whole championship, just have that in the back of your mind, all right? All right, all right, all right. I like it. <laughs> All right, Chaz Mossett, thank you very much for your time on the Parked Up podcast. It was great to catch up with you. We can't wait to see you down at Simmons Plains for the first round of the super cheap auto TCR Australia series. And we wish you all the best for the weekend ahead. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me. Great to catch up with young Chaz Mostert, Tony D. That's one extra follower onto your social media list. Very good. Congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty stoked actually to have Chazzy tuning into my social feed because it will be super active this weekend promoting all my amazing sponsors and partners and telling them how bloody good I've gone at uh, Simmons Plains. <laughs> what if you don't go any good? It, will it just be like two posts? Yeah, you, it'll be. You, you getting on the uh, plane to go down there and then one post of you coming home. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It'll be a bit quiet, but uh, don't worry. Don't worry. If we, we have some highlights, I'll be telling the world. I'll be telling everybody and you'll be telling everyone the next Parked Up podcast. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, bit nervous and a bit excited about this weekend. It, it's going to be massive. It's going to be great. And uh, to see how everyone rolls out, see who's fast, who's not, who's got work to do. I'm hoping it's not me, but uh, we'll just have to see. Yeah, we can't wait. It's good. We've waited long enough, Tony. We've been doing podcasts for 42 episodes. And on the 43rd one, we're actually going to get to talk about uh, what happened in a, in a TCR race. Of course, you've, uh, you did the Bathurst 1000 uh, last year. Actually, I watched the replay of that the other day. And uh, geez, you made a terrible start. <laughs> <laughs> mate last podcast you we were talking about how bad i did 
uh, at the test day, and now you're talking about the Bathurst 1000 uh, after, start. No, nah, after that, you did, after that, you did you did an excellent job. Fourth I, place I redeemed in the myself. Fourth place hey, in the Bathurst 1000 was awesome. Talking about uh, terrible jobs, and I'm going to put you in it here, mate. Finish it off. Years ago, years ago, we did a little rally. Mm. We did a little rally in an Astra that uh, was borrowed from my family's Holden dealership. Mm-hmm. How did that end up? Yeah, I, I trashed it. You trashed it, mate. And that, that uh, this week, only this week at uh, Speed Week actually posted a little uh, video of it. Mm. And it's, it's absolutely hilarious. I was crying with laughter <laughs> of the look yeah. on your face. Oh, it actually devastated. shows the, the onboard. Uh, of you crashing the car and you screaming when yeah. you hit hit this uh what did you hit like a, a uh, electrical post yeah yeah i uh, uh the the controlling box for traffic lights that's right that's right so as i ran like a little decker sort of circuit and you've just gone a little bit wide instead of cutting the corner you've tried to commit to the corner just kept winding lock on more and more and more and it was a classic case of target fixation. And you're like, I don't want to hit that post. I don't want to hit it, that box. And you hit it. Oh, it was terrible. It, oh, uh, I, had, I, had some, I had some nightmares about that for a while. Uh, not to mention the, uh, the few dollars that had to come out of my bank account to fix that, uh, that nice Holden Astra. <laughs> we really shouldn't have been racing in a, in a tarmac rally. Um, but oh, that uh, was funny. That was, that was so funny. Yeah. And that, that, no, like, I'm just taking the piss out of you because you're taking the piss out of me, but yeah. you've got to post that video on our parked up um, yeah, Facebook. I'll, I'll think about that because that this was is why you don't have admin rights to any of our social media. <laughs> <laughs> that just brought us closer. That was uh, brought our relationship closer. It almost destroyed your relationship with Dia. Um, yep. and, I your remember. Da- and your dad. No, nah, no, nah, dad was all right. He was all right. Actually, my uncle, though, tried to make out as though he didn't realize we were driving this thing in a rally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think uh, he, he, um, he was a bit upset. But anyway, we fixed the car, you know, no dramas. One yeah. day we might try and V8 sleuth it and see if we can find that chassis. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, well, it's uh, a little bit funny at the time, not funny, but... Um... No worries. We, we move on. We move on. Uh, and talking about moving on, let's go. Tony D, next time we see you, it'll be on the Simmons Plains racetrack in your Honda Civic Type R. And uh, we wish you all the best for, for this uh, coming first race of the TCR Australia Series. Thank you very much. I'm going to need it. And I'm looking forward to it. Let's go and get it, boys. All the best. Bye for now.